We're, we're just pausing for a second. You can cut this out. Okay. Or maybe not. There's a plane going by. <laughs> it's, a, it's a helicopter. It's about four feet over the house. They do this all the time. <laughs> pure gold. It's all pure gold when it's coming out of, oops, your culture's showing. That's right. So remember that. <sighs> if only. So what? We, we took, we took what? A, We're, You're interrupting me. We did you mean a, to interrupt me? Is? No. I Actually, I think you did. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt. That's but, an earlier podcast. But, if you don't know what we're referring to, podcasts, so you need to go, go back, back and, and check it up. If you don't okay? know, we're not doing your homework for you. Seriously. Okay. So, yes, I'm sorry. Dean Foster. And Tom Peterson. Yes. <gasps> Oops. Your culture's showing. Actually. Oh. What? Oh, he's here too. He's humming. He's humming to the song he's now. It's kind of pathetic. It's, it's catchy. a little pathetic. I like it. It is catchy. Yeah. And he that. is Torin. Yes. Well, Torin, our producer. Yes. Hello. And uh, he may add something of worth to the uh, I show. Might. I might. And um, he we, may not. But I mean, uh, we might. Then again, we're all in that boat. I think <laughs> we might hmm. mention that we we are in the, we are in the process today of doing a series of podcasts, and by Inside virtue of, of having to do that. We do need to take breaks from time to time. Do we? And we were Speak talking in the last. Podcast. This is going a bad way. I know. Somehow oh this is not going to end getting up. Getting nervous. Well. Yeah, I'm okay. very nervous. Yeah, I'm a little nervous too. Yeah. A little anxious. Yeah. yeah. You want a Xanax? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Oh. oh wow! By the way, that was an uh, that was a plug, I believe. Uh, any pharmaceutical company would like to get in touch with us. Um, <laughs> they already did. So <laughs> oh, I, mm, that's what happened. Okay. So we took a break yeah. in between this and the previous podcast where we mm-hmm. talked about el- differences in how we view elders across cultures. Yeah. Mm. And um, I took a break, that and, was... and and that implies. Going into the bathroom. Okay, right. Mm. And, Again, and, I'm getting nervous as we go and, on. <laughs> and, in, and I noticed in preparation for uh, our discussions to now, oh, yes. as, okay. I left, <laughs> as I left the bathroom, uh, oh, there's, yeah. a, th- there's a plaque on the wall uh-huh. that, that is a reproduction of a child taking a bath from oh. the turn of the century. Okay. And the child is depicted as having... An adult's face. Uh-huh. Oh. And it's an old replica. It's a charming little... Um, an actual an actual painting. A, pa- a painting on, on metal, on a plaque. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And actually, I picked this up. I picked this up at one of the bouquinistes in Paris. Uh-huh. You know, you walk along the Seine, there's these wonderful bookstalls, and they sell little, yes. ch- little, mm. little tchotchkes of, the, yep. of this and that. Nice. One of the booksellers was selling these reproduction plaques of old advertisements from oh. the turn of the century. Oh, okay. This is an advertisement for soap. Makes sense. And, and there's a that, little that child. Kind of reproduction. Got you. Okay. And, and there's a little. <laughs> wow. <laughs> clarifying. Wow. Well, there's a child. And the there's child a child. Is a so reproduction. Multiple kinds. <laughs> Remember how good it was when we didn't have a producer. <laughs> when was that? No, we didn't have it in studio. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> and I, I was remarking to myself as yes. I'm leaving. Self. Yes. This child's <laughs> face looked. Just in other words, at the turn of a century in France and yes. in much of Europe, in, and I'm going to include Britain here too because they had their own Victorian version. You had the depiction of the child as a miniature adult, and hmm. and oftentimes advertising reflects the cultural norms of the of the moment. Yeah, and 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 so it looked absolutely, I'm sure, to people 
of that time the way children are supposed to look. <laughs> and children don't look anything like this weird, <laughs> spooky plaque. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Because what's creepy is that you got an adult face yeah. on the, the body of a child. Yeah, that's not good. And so we <laughs> see it now as kind of creepy and weird and yeah. and kind of interesting, you yeah. know, a statement of a of a cultural of a, norm. What we assume is a bygone yeah. era, hopefully. Yes, yes. right, right. <laughs> hopefully. And, and so not only do we view children differently because of culture, yeah. but we also the views that we have change over time. Sure. And and the way that different cultures view children, rear children, um, what a child is expected to do and and be. The old phrase the old phrase, um, children are expected to be seen but not heard. Right. Uh-huh. right? right. That's uh-huh. a very Victor- comes out of this this period, this Victorian period. Uh-huh. Um so I think that's just really we need to talk about this. We need to talk about well, how, I think how we children are are, are, treat, are looked at differently in different cultures, not only across times, you know, 150 years ago, but uh, really across cultures right now. Right. All right. Right now. Well, son of a gun, if that's this isn't an episode that is going to talk about children. Well, yeah. We, well, there's you know this this <laughs> new amazing. there's a new series on on Netflix, which um, oh is, oh. I think I, I know what you're going to mention. I forget the name of it. It's uh, a Japanese Old Enough? Series. Is that what you're, old you're enough. thinking of? Yes. Right. It's a Japanese Right. That series. started, I think, yes. in 2008, but just came out on Netflix. So American audiences are seeing it for the first it's time. It's brand new for American and audiences. And probably other, many for other most, audiences. most Americans. Yeah. And when I when I watched one, I was completely enchanted. You're right. watching toddlers. Yes. So yeah. you're, oh, it's great. In, in, it's, they're very funny. Automa- Can, wait, and what's the premise? Automatically, you're, you're watching it. Well, these toddlers are given a certain responsibility. And by toddlers, we're talking like two to four in that age range, maybe up to six or and so. And they have an errand. To an do. errand right. to run. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so they have to run the errand and they learn about how to do a basic functional task. Right. And it's absolutely charming mm-hmm. because children are evolutionary, ev- evolutionarily, mm-hmm. you know, designed to be cute and charming. Right. So you'll keep them. Or else we, <laughs> yes. we, we, right. we oh, would yeah. defenester yeah. them instantly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, that's right out the window. That's a cross-cultural thing, I think, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm watching this episode while being charmed and absolutely being horrified at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm saying yeah. to myself, I wonder what the response to this series is going to be in the U.S. because uh-huh. I yeah. think most Americans are going to be shocked uh-huh. and they're going to interpret this as negligence, as parental <laughs> negligence. Absolutely. Right. No, give, I, yeah. Letting these children cross the street. Yeah. Or, or instead of th- giving them the freedom that they... S- Americans supposedly believe everyone should have. Right, right. You know, certainly the freedom to mature and learn and grow as a child. Yeah. They're going to, the helicopter parent who's constantly hovering <laughs> mm-hmm. is going to interpret this as child abuse. Negligence. Yeah, yeah Negli- sure. Certainly negligence. And, um, and, and I'm thinking in many other cultures, certainly in Japan, this was, that wasn't even part of the conversation. Hmm. Children are given a lot of responsibilities far beyond what we give our children here today without the parental hovering. Mm, and, okay. and I think if you go back two or three generations in this country, and when I say this country, I'm talking about the U.S., mm-hmm. um, you, you, you also have a the, – the sense was much 
more like the prevailing sense of raising a child it, that's that's depicted in this series than it is today. Mm. Mm. Yes. I Children think, were I given far greater responsibility. Mm. Now, yeah. was there neglect and negligence? Yes, of course there was. And, and I'm sure an argument can be made for the fact that we have gone in a positive direction mm-hmm. by being m- more hovering or more careful or, or more m- more concerned about um, how the children perform these tasks mm-hmm. or whether they even should. Mm-hmm. But in general, there's no debate over the fact that we have become much more concerned and much more litigious mm-hmm. even yes. over issues of discipline and freedom for right. a child to learn and grow um, through their own experiences. Right. And this is depicted in the school systems, in theories of education, yep. mm-hmm. in how we develop our children. And parenting books. And, and how we parent them as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And all of this, like everything in human, in, in human society, is a reflection of the culture. Right. And so you're going to see differences. You're going to see the French raising their children in a very different way mm. from from... Even the British Mm -hmm. and the British raising their kids different from the Japanese and from the U.S. Americans. Mm -hmm. And all of this is a reflection of the differences in fundamental cultures. Okay. Yes. And spreading and and spreading into across Central and South America, into Africa, uh, all across the world, into Australia and and into the islands in the Pacific and and so on. You get cold weather and warm weather and so on, all helping to dictate how the cultures are going to look at that, but also just the cultures themselves. So... So what do we? What can we look at here? We've got the Japanese looking at it a little more freedom, I would say. Generally speaking, I don't think we can say. Again, large countries. We've talked about this in the past with these things. Large right. countries are going to differ somewhat in different areas. Right. M- much more rural areas are going to be different with children than much more urban right. ones. Right. Um, and and can you say more urban? I guess you can. Yeah. Urbaner? I, ju- I just did. Urbaner, I think is that's oh, correct. Are we sliding into grammar, grammar time? time? Oh, no. <laughs> Everybody yeah, loves grammar, grammar time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just, loves it. Come on, people. Everyone loves it. <laughs> Most popular segment on earth. Uh, you know, <laughs> Universally I, beloved. It's true. And what's happening to the death of the semicolon? I mean... Oh, oh I know. No, I think about this please. every single day. The, it's tragic. What's happening? It's I don't dying. see semicolons anymore. You don't. And I think everywhere. there should be an operation for that. There was an old comedy bit. You remember the, the old comedian? Thank you, Vic, by the way. <laughs> Victor <laughs> Borgia. An old Danish, Victor Borgia, yes. An old was, Danish oh, comedian. No. He had he a bit brilliant comedian. where he would give a sound to the, to, to the to pronunciation the yeah, marks. Yeah, yeah. And you can't watch this without falling over off your chair. It's very funny. Yes. It's very so, funny. What, can you give an example? Uh, like uh, the, the period or, mm-hmm. or the full stop, as the British would say, mm-hmm. it was... Okay. Yeah. yeah. The question mark was... <laughs> Yep. So you can see where okay. this is going to yeah, go, yeah, sure. right? Uh-huh. I forget yeah. what the semicolon yeah, was. was. There that? was a dash, like, or something like okay. that, you know, sure. and, and, and so the on. Comma, yeah. Like, yeah, and he was <laughs> so extraordinarily good at it, he could do it at really speaking quickly. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. It, it, nice. Now, what does this say about man. Danish culture, though? That they are very sick human beings. <laughs> oh, no? Am I wrong? <laughs> Our dates I took we're, a stab. We're so sorry. I just took a stab. <laughs> Do not listen to him. <laughs> well, I can say that because I'm a, I am have Danish heritage. Oh, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's mm, fine. Great. I really don't have Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think no, you did. I don't. Or that I do. Maybe a little okay. bit, but... Mm, yeah, maybe, who knows? You know. Maybe. So what does this have to do with raising children? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to know about the culture <laughs> that know, you were we raised killed, in. We yeah. killed about 10 minutes. We just needed a little so, grammar time. You know. we, we got it in. <laughs> but to your question... Grammar time quota. Which question? I don't even know what the question was anymore. Japan. Oh. 
Japan. Yes. Oh, was that you. was that? That's where that I actually did yes. remember. Was, was that so is, is that the case where children are given a little more autonomy in Japan, or is it just that this game show? And is that true in urban exception. settings as well? Uh, that was your urbaner question. Uh, right. Yeah, well, my urban, more urban. More yes. Rural. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think it is in urban. I think most of the series does take place in an urban it, it setting. It seemed from what I've seen. It seems yeah. To. And. And um, and I do think that is the case in Japan, and I think this is very ironic because in the U.S., anything that where you can use the word freedom, mm. individual freedom, mm-hmm. um, supposedly is valued, mm-hmm. except if it challenges somebody's political agenda, of course, or some kind of agenda. Well, that's kind of true throughout the United States, right? Yeah, yeah. And and children are powerless, absolutely powerless. Mm. You know, so it's so they're they're a group that's, that's e- right. easy to marginalize. Mm. Yes, and therefore, no, they require uh, the the parental guidance mm. to an extreme degree. To an extreme degree, absolutely. Where, and I think part of part of that is the concern that the parents have ostensibly over safety and much of it is is that is, mm-hmm. is valid <laughs> because if your kid can go to school and get shot you should be concerned about yes, safety. You mm-hmm. yes but it's misplaced as we know sure yep. and it's, it's most be- of the time it's become a substitution for basically i believe taking a marginalized group that has that is powerless and and controlling it because there's a sense by many other groups of not having any control at all. Right. Sure. Sure. In their lives. Yeah. And I think also the more I I, I, I think, and I, again, I have no expertise in this other than the fact that I raised two children and I'm now helping with grandchildren, <laughs> but but that doesn't necessarily make me knowledgeable at all. Um <laughs> But in a culture like Japan, I don't mean to interrupt. But yes, you do. <laughs> but no, you do. again, reference cool. point early <laughs> podcast. Semicolon. Semis. But <laughs> yeah. In, in now you have the culture of Japan to go back to our original question, uh-huh. which is much more consensus and group oriented uh-huh. than the individualized U.S. Uh-huh. Yes. And so in Japan, it is the responsibility of the other. To take care of the children, uh-huh. if there's a child, the neighbor, uh-huh. um, the, the the person on the street, the adult on the street, uh-huh. more community based, okay. much more communal. Yes, so it's or, maybe not seen as much of a danger. To send it's a child not as out much of a danger, community. and the reality is that it isn't as much of a danger sure. in Japan. Right. Sure, gotcha. Okay. Now, in the U.S., if if you have a a, a strange adult disciplining a child on the street mm. and the parent sees this going on mm-hmm. there's a pretty high risk of a confrontation a litigation between, yeah uh-huh. between those two adults yeah, yeah, yeah. right huh. while in japan it's more likely i'm now i haven't seen studies on this so this is my hypothesis sure. but it's more likely that there would be an implicit acceptance of what the other adult is doing on behalf of the child yeah not not against the child or against the child's parents or to the child in some way right. that would be uncomfortable or not considered appropriate right right okay you know and how this translates into learning styles and education mm-hmm. systems and and rearing children mm-hmm. I, I think of the example of, of the french and the british because um in Britain, and I think U.S. education models and theories are more 
reflective of the British than the French, mm. or I should say British and continental European, because it's more than just the French. It's, it's continental European. Mm -hmm. The idea of the child being allowed to flower, mm -hmm. to, um, to be more like the English garden. Yeah. Right. So we raise children the way we, the way we prune our garden. And and in Britain, the garden is is allowed to flower and to find its essence and mm -hmm. to display that essence. Mm -hmm. In France and through in continental Europe, if you take a look at the gardens, they're much more about controlling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and shaping and disciplining right. the plant, i.e., the child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm to mold them into the shape that you want them to be. Right. Mm. Okay, that there is that. an overarching sense of what should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the English garden and the English child, the education systems even, are to allow the child to become who they need to, to become. Their, mm -hmm. potential. their potential. Right. 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 Their potential. Right. Right. I remember so, you mentioned that in the France episode as well, around um, sort of that... that um, sort of manicuring. Yes, in, yes, in France, right. right. And, and so the, the child, sure, they're just like little adults, like the, like the plaque hanging on my bathroom wall. The face is the oh, adult okay. that's there, but hasn't oh, been shaped to become that yet. Interesting. Mm. That the standard so, of the human is the adult. Gotcha. Because I was going right. to say... They know what a child looks like, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Probably. So why is that happening? But that makes sense. Okay. And, and I think the underlying question is, you know, why do we have these two different perspectives? Right. And, and that has to do with the culture, where you have the individualist perspective where every tree, every child, we in, in, in Britain and in the U.S. And so this is the positive side of that, as opposed to what I had just implied before when I was talking about compared to the Japanese, where every child can can flower and, and become what they need to become, mm -hmm. as opposed to the continental European perspective, which was, here's the standard against which we now have, have to model and develop our children so that at a certain age, at a certain time, they are as perfect the adult as they can be, hmm. according to some some platonic standard or ideal of an adult. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. And and I think that says so much about how those two different cultures view the world, not only child rearing, yeah. but also how they see the world. That there needs to be a standard by which we have a method of achieving that standard, as opposed to each individual can create their own standard mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then let's allow that to happen mm -hmm. And then we're allowing the individual to achieve their, their purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, too, if you have, you have certain ideals in a culture and you have – and you just have the humans and they – I mean, who are, who are operating within all of this and creating it. But you have – all of a sudden you throw – a child into the mix and you had children i had children have in fact mm -hmm. um hello and hello <laughs> and um and in and, and in that though i mean i can clearly recall the the sense of responsibility and fear almost that comes into you when you realize that this thing I mean, humans are nothing when they're born because they can't, they cannot take care of themselves at all. Yeah. Left on their own, they're goners. 
every single one of them. Mm -hmm. So there's this immense responsibility. Certainly there are people who will adjust to it a little better than others, but I think overall that's a fair thing to say to both both fathers and and mothers, that they are put in positions of uh, suddenly having this I, even though if they wanted and wanted and wanted, it still is this responsibility that is 24 hours a day, every single day of the year. And, and so that, 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 that not burden, I wouldn't say, but that responsibility on them is going to respond in some form. And uh, to me, it would seem like the most typical thing it's going to respond in overall is going to be that the norm that is expected of them. That what do they feel they need to be able to do yeah. to 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 take care of this child and do it and do it in a way that will be acceptable to the to the world around them, mm-hmm. the whether the immediate world and the general world around them. Right. That that because to do that, otherwise there is no rule book. You don't get a right. you don't get so, a manual with that so kid. What's given priority and yeah. how it is how you know. How are priorities similar and different across cultures? Right. Well, I think I because think the cultures are going to dictate that manual, right? I, I, exactly. I, I think there are manuals, and the manual the culture is the culture. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> you know that, that's sort of where I'm going here. Explicit, yeah. Yeah. Precisely. And okay. In books, oftentimes, and in I mean, there's families. no written manual. And, and when you can't kid, find a YouTube video. And when your kid goes to school. That that Damn. school is a reflection of all of that of, sure. of that manual. Right. 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 Yep. So you have you know in the in the continental European tradition, you've got kids being separated at a fairly young age, according to academic performance, mm. with very few. Now it's changing to some degree, but with few options to go back and and change that. So if you haven't achieved a certain academic standard by the time you're um, it's different in different European countries, but at a relatively young age, we're looking at 11, 12, you know, mm. th- that's the cutoff point. You're going to be then shuttled into one academic path or one vocational path mm-hmm. or another. And there's, there's very little opportunity to go back. Mm. And, and the idea being that you should have achieved these standards by then, uh. a- as opposed mm. to, I think of the experiences that a lot of children have in the U.S. where there are a lot of options for finding your path at different points right, right. along the way. And and even if you never really find your path, even if you're just an English major all, all through, and I don't mean, I don't, I'm saying that jokingly, and I'm not saying that, you know, as a, as a derog, as a derogatory statement about right. English majors. Yeah. But even if you come out on the other end of, 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 of the college career and still not know what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. That's still okay. You're okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I was an English major, and right, that was part of the, part of the idea. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Really? No, <laughs> that's, no, it's perfectly He's valid. still trying to We're figure still it out. still trying actually. to figure it out. Of course, I'm um, still trying to figure yeah, it out also. All. So. Um, that makes me think, Dean, of the German apprenticeship model, where I know kids Absolutely. are, yeah, it's promoted more to go on the vocational path. I think, that's right. I, I want to say in, in high school, that's much more of an option for kids in Germany to, it's more, more encouraged, I think. Yes, and there's and, and it's a clear marker. You have to take a test. You have to move on. I think on it's high school. And, I could be wrong with that, but right, yeah. And, but but that's, there's a vocational pastor in the U.S., but it's not 
encouraged to the same degree as it would be in it's in fact in in many cases it can be and it depends where you are in the country of course but it can be thought of as the other way Hmm. in in other words if you're not going to college right this is the thing this you is have another to, path have as opposed to, to this is just embedded into the educational system right it seems to be more so in germany yeah. right yeah in, in mm. i will say this too is uh i've been for the last 12 years i've been teaching in uh colleges here in the united states and in colleges universities and um the academic approach to all of this is to also add on layers of uh, of academic approval, which in some cases I believe is is a type of thing that is being done to um, promote their own business. There's a certification system, yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is which is always a, an agenda for the org for the institution that's certified. Without a doubt, <laughs> yes. And but at the same time, it's saying, well, do you have this? You know, do you have that certification? Do you have this? And blah blah blah. And and so it gets to another level. So now. And to go to the, the side you're talking about, you get a person who does come out in the United States who comes out of the high school system and and instead of going to college, is going into a trade of some some kind. And um, by the way, if it's code writing for computers, they're going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, they and, and so now what are they uh, what are they going to do? And then and then they're deciding to go in another direction. Sure, they can go in another direction, but I think we tend in certain other ways, we put our own restrictions onto it because that's what a cult- our culture is too. That's what cultures define the barriers right. and the boundaries and, right. and the bennies and the not bennies, sure. d- depending on which path you choose. The point yeah. is there are optional paths. There are. As opposed to these others where, where it's fairly closed and, and those mm. decisions are made pretty early. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, but independent of the edu- the educational systems and mm. philosophies of learning that have developed out of cultural differences, yeah. there's also just the whole sense of um, how we view the best way, to your point, Tom, ab- about just raising the child mm. before they even get to school. Yes. Right? I, I, I can remember in my family, um, my father was from Eastern Europe. My mother's family was from basically Western Europe, more German. My father mm. was from mm. the Slavic world. His family was East. My mother's family was from the German world, more West. Mm. And they had two different ways of viewing and and sometimes these things are most evident in the simplest examples mm. of how to raise me mm-hmm. and i and and i experience confusion over this <laughs> because because in my father's slavic world the value was you had to when in when it got cold in new york city in the winter time you had to protect the child bundle them up hmm. close the windows and make sure that they didn't catch a cold or mm. or catching a cold i think the whole idea of catching getting sick from cold air catching a mm. cold okay yeah. you know is part of this tradition right on my mother's german side it raising the child was precisely when they get sick Take mm. them out into the fresh air. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> Put them in the buggy and okay. walk them down the street. Yeah. And the fresh air is going to be good for you. Mm. It's going to make you strong. And if the colder it is, the better it Get is. Get them out there. <laughs> yeah. And I remember as a kid, you know, actually like not, not I wanted to go out, but no, right. you can't. my father said, don't go out. And my mother's going, take the kid out. Right. <laughs> you need Where to do I go? Cold. And even... 
growing up as a kid, as, as an older kid, like when the ice cream man would come around in the summertime, my father's reaction to that was, don't, you can't have ices because it, it's too cold. Even it's in gonna, the summer? Even in the summer. <laughs> he was a little extreme, right? <laughs> this, an- this answers a lot of questions we had. <laughs> it, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and and my mother's saying, you know, give the kid his ices. It's right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's and these funny. are these are two cultural differences about child rearing. Mm-hmm. It's very very basic, and and I think we see these differences based on the culture everywhere. You were in a school in Jordan. Yes, did, I was in the Peace Corps in Jordan. Did mm-hmm. you see anything that reflected the? Um, educational philosophy uh raising of 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 child rearing actually Mm. that might have been different or or certainly raised a question for you or 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 struck you in some way yeah well i will say um there it was and i i was there about 10 years ago so i don't know if this is still the case or not It, it may or may not be but um corporal punishment was uh, was fairly pervasive in mm-hmm. the schools and i would ask teachers about about it and they explained to me that the parents requested that that their child be either that there was a threat to hit the child or actually hit the child in some way because that is what was done at home and they wanted that consistency mm-hmm. um yeah so now that, corporal that punishment was, i think is is really interesting in, yeah. in the u.s mm-hmm. Because Which used to be more pervasive in the U.S. Right. Now, obviously, we're in a place where it's in the U.S. where it, it is. It, well, I think it depends on the, on the community, but it's gotten much more. It's going much more towards just not doing that at all. But I don't think it's because there's a rejection of corporal punishment. I think it's a rejection of who's doing it. But I don't think it's as acceptable at home any longer. That's true. And so it's even the people who used to be able to claim that authority are losing that. And not as much in some areas, as you mentioned. I think that there's some areas that still find it as a a viable way of raising your child. Mm -hmm. Except that – and I'm not – I don't think I want to and I don't think we should be getting into the discussion and the debate over whether it is or it isn't. But it's (laughs) it's a – it certainly is a cultural thing aspect mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. it's you're looking at it from a cultural because we were dean you and i were raised coming from the, it not being it, it being a very um considered i don't know if we can say acceptable but a but certainly an existing it was more normalized um method of of rearing a child of yeah. discipline yeah of discipline but to your point though fortunately we are moving in out of that world i think then, we i think we are as as a because i think it goes back to things other things we've talked about in 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 that come about as as a result in cultures as a result of um having to grab power and you've made yeah. that point many times, Dean, right. that, that things are a result of, of feeling the loss of power and grabbing right. it, usually in some sort of extreme form. Aggrievement is one of the most powerful forces yeah. in the world. Sure. If you feel aggrieved in some way, left out, marginalized, or or powerless. Yeah. Right. But it, yeah, but it's how do you exert power or control as the parent exactly and 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 and, and that's where and 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 that's where the normatives of culture come in because that's where there are times when we have to say no you cannot do that right 
Right. You right. parents it, it cannot do that. I will say it was very yeah. difficult as someone who I have as a personal value of mine. You're talking about the idea of letting the child sort of flourish, right, to reach their full potential. And so very much just as a personal belief and thinking, no, we cannot exert that power, especially physical power or control over the through hitting, right? We have to. We have to encourage them, right, to help guide them along. And so then it was, you know, being in a culture where that was not the not the norm, well, grappling with that. It's right? in, it's interesting, um, again, as, a, as an example of the different perspectives on this, um, in many Asian cultures, hmm. the idea of raising a child by instilling a sense of shame. Yeah. Okay. I think that was a big part. In, and yeah, I, th and well. I think you see a lot of this in the Arab world as yeah. well. So, you know, if a child does something wrong, then a traditional in, in traditional Japan, for example, what they would do is they would take the child and put the child outside the home. Mm. Let's say the, the incident occurred inside the home. The child did something wrong. They'd make the child stand outside the doorway. Mm -hmm. mm. And that was a signal to all the neighbors Mm. That the child did something wrong. Right, right. And the child learned that it was wrong because all the neighbors mm -hmm. now could could uh, could see that. Again, a communal type of exactly. response. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But now what that what that does though, and, and, and of course it's this is traditional, but I, and I'm using this example just to, to clearly define the, the differences. Mm -hmm. Um what that does is the child learns that they did something wrong, but they don't learn why it was wrong. Mm. They just know it was wrong because everyone else thinks mm -hmm. it was wrong. Right. Right. And so that's shame. Right. Yeah. They're right. shamed into not behaving that way. Yeah. Right. Not because they understand why it was wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Then in the West, discipline often is based on not shame, but guilt. Mm. Guilt, definitely. Guilt is where you've, you, are individualized for the behavior and you should know why it was wrong and you should feel guilty mm -hmm. about doing something that was wrong because of what you know mm -hmm. Be, mm -hmm. right so some and we can take that to an extreme degree right sure so this different base of in the communal cultures Shame is a powerful way of motivating human behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. In the individualist cultures, guilt is a powerful right. way of motivating the behavior. And in, in, in education circles now, there is more of a movement towards what's referred to as restorative justice. So trying to move away from either shaming or guilting the child or excluding the child through suspension, expulsion, whatever it might be, to, okay, you're staying part of the community and you will now practice things to restore that communal feel. And that is what the focus will be. Um, but, you know, talking about shame, we can compare that to, we all know the stories about in the one-room schoolhouse here in the U.S. where the child would be put in the corner of the room and wear the dunce cap, right? Shame. Shame. Yeah. And guilt. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's based in that. You feel guilt, you're shamed, the, the other children are laughing at you, you're excluded from the community for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the idea of having to make restitution for your mistake as a solution is premised on your understanding of what was right, wrong. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe yep. that's so a there's third. an educational piece to that. So there's a, there is a third step in this evolution of discipline. Yeah. I know- Slowly, but- 
slowly moving towards slowly moving <laughs> I should clarify that. too with Jordan too I was in a very I was in a village in a very speaking of more rural or more urban yeah I was in a very rural area so I can't speak to in more urban smaller town what, what type of scenario sure have, it may have looked vastly different for all and, and I think maybe likely it mm. did um, yeah and the idea also that different cultures um, exempt certain groups of children from even needing education. Right. Mm-hmm. So the whole issue of, of girls not getting fundamental education in sure. so many parts right. of the world right. because this because the culture says they have to be home and with and they have to be married General. off. And or their the, education the, just goes in that direction. The whole right? system sure. the whole system is designed so that they they don't get educated and the whole, to perpetuate the, and it perpetuates the, the, the standard the patriarchy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Of right. uh, so, so so what I'm thinking is that there is certainly more than one podcast in this whole subject right here. Because it seems like we're we're at a point where we are are still moving right along. I mean, I think there's so much to talk about with the children. There's uh, always so much to talk about the kiddos around around culture. Yeah, well, that's because true. It, it, it <laughs> at defies... least with us. I don't know if so we will else be doing cares, more podcast episodes. We will be doing more podcasts. Good enough. All right, that's what I wanted to know. That's about, all I was trying to come things. to about kids and maybe about kids. And now and, we'll and, play and, a little and, bit from kids from the Broadway show "Bye Bye Birdie." And we want to know oh, how you were reared. Reference Tom. everyone knows how, how what how uh, you were reared. How I said well, it's a, that's a one of those us about your words. reared. Is yes. Oh no, we slipped back into grammar time. Yes. Yes. It's, it's grammar time. Grammar time. Everybody loves grammar time. Yeah. Why? Why isn't it? Why is a child reared? Why aren't they? Why aren't they forwarded? I don't know. Oh, see. Well, in today's world, they get forwarded. They they get uh, <laughs> they get stuck onto some sort of uh, DM and sent out. <laughs> Ooh, look at you! Yeah, Here's about a, that. Uh, the youth, the youth terms. Just like you kids. <laughs> You're young and over kids there. in technology. There's another area we can get into, and mm. and probably will. But, but not now... today, because oops, your culture's showing. Smell ya. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, you should really subscribe. That's the best way to go, really, honestly. I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe. Thank you.